Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Three-time Super Bowl winner with the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> twice, twice in one day. Can we handle this? <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're going to spend all day together, man. We got radio here for three hours in television, inside college football. So I appreciate you hanging with me, not only today, but tomorrow as well. Sure, yeah. I've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Just- you got it down. Didn't, so I, re- didn't realize how much I missed getting up at four or something <laughs> in the morning. Well, we, we're bringing it all back to you. There you go. You, you still in the swing of it? No, no troubles waking up or any of that thing? Nah, but it's early. It's first day. Yeah, there you go. We'll see if we can we can double up on that. Less perky tomorrow. <laughs> we're coming to you live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day, and we got some football to discuss and a lot of different. Variables to the football that's going on these days. The Monday night game, of course, last night with the Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, and the Arizona Cardinals. That's like a home game for the Cowboys when they go out to the desert. So many Cowboys jerseys out there. We got some baseball to to discuss, some college football. Butch Jones going off with the media. Everybody's going off on the media these days. Why not? Brian Kelly a couple weeks ago. Now it's Butch Jones's uh, turn. And Jim Harbaugh back in news, ripping facilities at, at Purdue and all that stuff, and we're going to share a little music with you. We had another rendition from Rick Har- uh, Rick Harbaugh, <laughs> Rick Neuheisel, uh, this past weekend on no, the D.C. I, I, it's one of the highlights of actually working on Saturdays is I don't have to listen to that. <laughs> you miss it, man. Come on. That's your brethren, UCLA brethren. Oh, I love them. I love them. <laughs> I love them about as much as UCLA loves defense. <laughs> True that. <laughs> True that. What is going on with them getting whipped up owned by Stanford? And, and uh, they have never beat them as long as uh, Jim Moore has been there. Jim Jr. has been there. He has not been able to find a solution to that, that Stanford problem. But uh, all that coming up on the show, even some hoop talk. Uh, Russell Westbrook, he had all the media veils yesterday. LeBron James and his take on Kyrie Irving, who's now his former teammate. Yeah. with the Boston Celtics. So uh, a lot of good stuff. But let's start with the Cowboys last night. Didn't start off too well for them. Looked Ooh. like they were going to be down 14 to Look, nothing. Looked like an extension of last week. Right, exactly. That's and, exactly and, what it was. And, and you all pro center, guard, and college football Hall of Fame, offensive lineman. This offensive line for the Cowboys that everyone loves to hold as the threshold of what it yeah. should look like at the NFL level I'm not seeing that thus far. There were times in the game, yeah, they held up pretty well. But for the most part, they were under duress, or at least Dak Prescott, their quarterback, was. If not for his athleticism, that would have been another sobering loss for my Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you think you're disappointed. Imagine if you were Zeke Elliott. Yeah. He's used to a little bit better treatment from that O-line. They're probably, and there aren't a a whole lot of them. I'd say five good offensive lines in the NFL. Really solid. And they're one of them. Easily one of the top mm-hmm. one or two. Um, last week, they got used. Beginning of this game, they got used. Um, they figured it out. You know, I think it's one of the things when you, when you look at those guys, 
They spend a lot of draft equity, a lot of money, a lot of everything else. And that, that keeps those Cowboys popping, too, because if they can run with Zeke, I think Dak, people are underselling him. Like he's, They want him to be in a sophomore slump so bad they can taste it. But the offensive line is going to need to give Zeke a lot of support. Well, I, I would agree. You get that running game going, and that opens up everything. Any quarterback will tell you that. Any offensive coordinator will tell you that. If we yeah. have Hell, some balance. Even, even linebackers know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned the hard way. Damn, they're running on us and they're passing on us. It's going to be a long afternoon or a long night. And early on, there was there were no holes to speak of, but Dak – using his ability to get outside the pocket. I mean, the guy's so strong, and he's, he's got a great foundation and, and so much athleticism spinning out and, and running to his left and still throwing the ball on a dime uh, while running to his left. Uh, he, he is, and, and then you see him running to his right. He finds Bryce Butler, who I believe is going to become one of the focal points of this offense. We discussed oh, yeah. last week how – I, son, son of Bobby Butler, by the way. The is that form, right? Former Falcons corner. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, okay, he went, yeah. to high, went to high school right near, right near where I live. Okay, he was unbelievable. He went to Norcross High. Cool. Yeah, I'm familiar with uh, Norcross High, and yeah. and B- Butler came over from the Raiders a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and he just had the dropsies when he first landed with the Cowboys. But last night went up and made some great catches. He's got that long, lengthy body, and I've been looking for him to become a breakout player because he has everything you want, the size, the speed, athleticism, and I've never been a fan of Terrence Williams. Well, I thought I was a fan when he was at Baylor. Yeah. And when they were they were posting crazy numbers with all those wide yeah. receivers. It's amazing but, when they actually, actually have to play against adults. They yeah. play a little different. <laughs> That's true, because how many of those Baylor receivers now, and there have been a number of them, and Williams, I think he went second round, but yeah. there are a lot, number of them that went first round and haven't done a damn thing at this yeah. level. They perform in the pros kind of like, uh, like Texas Tech quarterback. <laughs> there, there it is, right? Not much. Yeah, <laughs> I think this Mahomes will break the mold. Uh, as far as that concern yeah. uh, is concerned, Patrick Mahomes there at Kansas City, but Butler's stepping up. Uh, we we discussed Dez Bryant and how he didn't show up in that Denver ball game a week ago. He actually talked about that as well. I'll be back, and I just don't put him in that number with the elite guys in the league, like a Julio Jones down there where you reside, like an Antonio Brown. Those guys yeah. each and every week. That's the key. Consistently, yeah. Dez can be as good as anybody in the business, mm-hmm. anybody out there, as good or if not better on any given week. But, I mean, guys like Julio, Julio spoils people. They, they, he strikes fear in you. If you're a defensive coordinator or a secondary, that has to strike fear in you when you're getting ready to, to oh. take on the Falcons each well, week. Well, if you're a corner, you're a little, you're a little 10-year-old schoolgirl if you hold them to, like, <laughs> six catches and 50, 60 yards. Right. That's a celebration. Yeah. You take the whole family out. <laughs> Riblets sure. all the way around. <laughs> yeah, we held them in check. He only had 50 or 60 on us, and Green Bay has, has been – trying to solve that puzzle as well when they took on the Falcons two weeks ago. Uh, that was the big question mark. Okay, do we roll coverage to him? Do we just leave our guy out there on an island? They've tried everything and still haven't come up with the elixir yeah. to, to stop him. But back to the Cowboys, uh, they, you, the Cardinals about to go up 14 to nothing. They take that score off the, the board. Then they miss the field goal. We were just talking about Phil Dawson. Hook them horns. We were talking about Texas kickers and old kickers. Yep. And I was giving Phil all this love. We were trying to figure out where he was and found out now he you was know. the Cardinals. Yeah, we, now we know. Hopefully, That's where he is for now. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I was about to say. Hopefully he remains there, even though he missed that, that field goal last night. But we know how this, this business works. So the Cowboys uh, get a gift there. 
by keeping them off the board, and, and then from there they were able to right themselves somewhat. But I tell you who's been phenomenal all three ball games this season, and that's Demarcus Lawrence. Now, I presume you called some of his games when, when he was at Boise State. Yeah. Because this guy, yeah, he's dealt with suspensions, and he now looks to par. He looks like he's ready to take this defense over. They were looking for some pass rushing. And they have gotten it. They have found it with Demarcus Lawrence. No one can block him. They about, block him last com- week. Well, he's coming from the left side. Yeah, defensive left. So right. the offense is right side. Right, which is a little unusual. True. Usually you put the big dog over on the other side. That's you know that's that's where most of your big ones. But I felt bad for Jared Vahir. Yeah, Veld here. Yeah, Veld here. Yeah. Um, he was at the Raiders originally, signed a big free agent deal. He's a left tackle, and suddenly now he's a right tackle going against this guy. Right. He, he would have thought he was getting away from. He looked the, like a fart in a whirlwind. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Jared. <laughs> he looked, right he, that one down. He, he looked, did not look good. Not at, at, at all. all. I don't. I haven't seen anyone be able to block Demarcus Lawrence. Even yeah. when they had a three man line out there last night, they were still getting to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Whether it was Malik Collins, whether it was Crawford, uh, and of course Lawrence lived in there. In, in the backfield of the Cardinals, three sacks on the night. I think he had about six quarterback hits or hurries. I mean, he, he was outstanding. Now, something I wanted to – a topic I wanted to broach with you was Carson Palmer because my, my partner, Gio, who you're sitting in for, he, he seems to think this early season that Carson Palmer had lost it. And it was, just don't want to pin this on Gio. A lot of people have been saying that off the heels of last year and how they finished and, and then coming into this year. Uh, he looked fine to me last night when he would step up in the pocket. He was throwing the ball well. There was velocity on the on the oh, rock. Yeah. Uh, he still has Larry Fitzgerald, who doesn't seem to have lost a step uh, whatsoever. I mean, that one ball he took away from Skandrick over there on the sideline uh, was uh, just a tremendous grab. So uh, what's your assessment of Palmer and his abilities now at, what, age 37? Well, he can still he can throw the ball as well as anybody. That's part of the issue. He's a he's a pure at this point in his career, right. a pure pocket quarterback. He'll scooch around a little bit. He's not as good at it as Ben. Mm-hmm. Ben's the mm-hmm. best in the league. Is just not really running and moving, but just kind of scooching and, and avoiding the rush. Right. Palmer can he can gun it. You saw that. Yeah. I mean, and and he's the what the fourth quarterback ever with over a hundred touchdowns and with different two different teams. Um, he they can they can be really really good offensively. If they can protect him. If they can't, you're going to see, and you saw a little bit of it last night. Um, if they can't protect him, they, they've got huge issues. I, I love their game plan, even as a Cowboys fan, because I like Bruce Arians. Yeah. And uh, they came out and they wanted to attack the weakness of the Cowboys, which right now is that secondary with all the injuries they've sustained yeah. back there. But those guys stepped up, man. They played well. You know, Jordan Lewis, the rookie. Uh, and, and you, of course, you got Jones back there. Former number one pick out of UConn, yeah, Brown. Uh, those guys, Heath as well. Uh, they early on in that, that contest, they were taking it on the chin, but they seemed like they righted themselves and, and started feeling a little bit more comfortable going up against you know John Brown and and, and Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Uh, and so I, I thought the defense availed themselves pretty nicely, especially on that back end. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely because. You look at these new offenses, or the, the current offenses in the NFL, and probably the, the two hood ornaments for that whole idea are the Patriots and the Falcons, who run so much crossing stuff. That's I'm, what you cats used to do. Oh, yeah, like Confuse crazy. me, the 49ers. <laughs> Which way did they go? 
I never. I just if you guys and I yeah. only cut you off, but you the San Francisco 49ers used to run about five or six plays. That's it. We were a lot easier to find up front yeah. than those guys on the outside. Yeah, <laughs> five or six plays, but you'd run them out of so many different formations, yeah. and they yeah. confuse the hell out of you. Oh, don't let Bill Walsh hear something like that. <laughs> he had 105 plays. Right. It's his story, and he's sticking to it. Exactly. But, but yeah, I mean, as far as that goes, you get those crossing patterns, and you saw them really, really work well with Arizona. That's what Bruce Arians was doing, and that's what Bruce Arians did with Pitt in Pittsburgh when he was the OC mm-hmm. with Ben. And you saw those offenses almost looked interchangeable last night. You suddenly you just take Ben and put in Carson Palmer. But, you know, the, the Cowboys – you still got Witten. You still got Elliott. You still got Bryant. You still got somebody else is going to rear their ugly head. Well, last night it was Butler. I hope it continues to be Butler because yeah. I, I like everything about him, the, the size once again. And, and if he gets over the drop season, he definitely did last night. Yeah. He can be a huge oh, they'll force. Be, they'll be back. Right. And it's interesting. I don't recall Witten getting a reception last night. I hope he did because he had some like a long streak. Of, yeah, yeah did, did he get one? I know they targeted him a couple of times, but I'm not sure. I have to look up the stats. I've just now been able to get my computer up. But speaking of, of the Steelers, I wanted to bring this up to you a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot because one of my former teammates, Nolan Harrison, of course, who's now yeah. at the NFLPA uh, and handling the retired players portion of the PA, he put up a clip of you calling one of his games back when he was with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so to, to hear you talking about Nolan, and, and of course you were praising him, he made, uh, he, I think he tripped into a, a tackle or something like yeah. that, but uh, uh, he was reminiscing about taking his daughter back to a Steelers game because that's where she was born there at Pittsburgh. And oh, the man. clip of you calling the game. That's so, I like. He, he's a Raider. He's not a Steelers. Right, I know he's a Raider. Yeah. I, I agree. Oh, yeah. that, we were the that. same rookie oh, class. All my memories of Three Rivers, all oh, those great Steelers teams. Ah, my butt. You're a Raider. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think he finished his career with Washington, too, after the, after the, the, the Steelers. But, uh, yeah, I agree. We were the same rookie class. So that's why I know Nolan uh, yeah. so well. Good they're guy. With the, they're with the Raiders. Yeah, excellent too, too guy. Too bad he works for the PA. <laughs> they're better now. They're much better now. That's than, a relative it, term. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the skinniest kid at fat yeah, camp, right? Yeah, that's right. Trust me. I, I've been sifted through everything they send me, and, and uh, I've come to the realization that they're much better uh, than they were when, when I was playing and, and, and when you were playing, and, and there's a better relationship between them and the current players. Randy Cross sitting in for Gio uh, this morning. Gio's still doing his moonlighting. couple studios over. Be doing that all week. So Randy's going to be here today. He'll be here tomorrow. And you can catch us also tonight on Inside College Football on the CBS Sports Network. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk some more football. Speaking of the Steelers, Alejandro Villanova. Not Villanova, Villanueva. Villanueva. That's his name. Alejandro. Alejandro. You called some of his games in that Army? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you had to be Back guy. when he was a wide receiver. He, wide receiver, exactly. And then they turned him into Coach uh, Ellerson. Coach Ellerson figured he'd put a guy 6'9 out there. And, hey, if nothing else, red zone, throw it up. Right. Yeah, I remember those days. So we'll get into all of that when we come back and, and talk some more about uh, protests and Ben Roethlisberger and his change of heart and and Cameron Haywood along with him there with the Steelers. But first, here's the truth. Many of you have simply had it. You struggled with pain long enough and you want what I wanted, a 100% drug-free answer to your pain. For my answer to pain after a professional career in football, yes, of course, I'm talking about Relief Factor, but the really big news is that anybody struggling with pain can lower or even eliminate 
your pain with this wonderful product. My problem was a little pain in my elbow. I have no idea where it came from, just out of nowhere. So about two months ago, I started taking Relief Factor, and the pain has been eliminated. It is gone. I would feel it all the time in my yoga classes, Randy. Do those yogi push-ups. They call that chaturanga. Chaturanga. Yes, that's it, baby. But no more pain when I do my chaturanga. Maybe you'd like to play golf or tennis again without pain or take those nice long walks again. Or how about sleeping through the night without pain? What's it, t- what's it do for the pain of listening to you read this? <laughs> Nothing for that. Oh, okay. Neck, back, shoulder, hip, and knee pain can be simply awful. Here's what I suggest. Go to relieffactor.com, order the three-week quick start, a super value at just $19.95, so you can see if it will help you. You, like me, will find out that it does. Relieffactor.com. Call 800-500-8384. Go to the website again, relieffactor.com. Talk to Gio and Jones now. 855-212-4CBS. We got an update coming up from Mr. Brad Heller, who... He went down to the Deep South, Rand, and watched some college football Ooh. this past weekend. LSU and Syracuse. Your alma mater hung in there. They really did. I was uh, really a surprise. It was, I think, uh, what was it, 21-3. So everybody was like, all right, you know, it was a good for a half. We gave them a game. But uh, fourth quarter got interesting. It was a two-point game, and LSU had to convert a couple of first downs to uh to seal the game. So what was, was the atmosphere like? Because I've heard, Randy, I don't know if you've gone. I, I bet the, yeah, I've been there. On a night. I, I, I bet they were mad <laughs> after that game. They, <laughs> yes, LSU. they were. It was there. There were some grumpy, some nervous fans. Uh, they were concerned about Syracuse. Because right? I was telling people, like, oh, go easy on us, go easy on us. I was like, no, no, you you guys are going to give us a game. And um, it's a pretty night, night, nighttime in Death Valley is a, a sight to see for sure. <laughs> That's what I hear. One of these days I'll, I'll get to partake and I, I'm, I'm close to picking Syracuse in an upset this weekend versus NC state. You know, NC state's coming off the, you think they'll have a letdown, the, the, the big win. Yeah. Big win at Florida state. And, and they could possibly have a let the dude spitting on the, the, the logo there. Yeah. I mean, come on. That was so gross. What's the kid's name? Chubb? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Oh, come on, man. We, we overthink that picking stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Way overthink that stuff. Yeah, Mississippi you, State, they look so good. Boy, they're going to kick Georgia's butt. <laughs> yeah, we were close on that. Yeah, that, that, we were real close. I think we all were in accord in, in picking Mississippi State and being fooled. But, Brad, don't fool us with this update, my man. All right, guys, we'll start with the pros. Monday Night Football, big fourth quarter last night for the Cowboys. It is first and goal at the eight. Elliott with a handoff coming to the right side. A block from Collins nearing the goal line. Touchdown, Ezekiel Elliott. Brad Sham called the Cowboys radio network. The Cowboys outscored the Cardinals 14-3 in the fourth quarter on the way to a 28-17 win in Arizona. Dak Prescott, two touchdown passes. He ran for another. Dallas is 2-1, Arizona one and two. Other NFL news, Eagles running back Darren Sproles done for the season. A torn ACL and a broken arm injuries he suffered on the same play. He may be done for good. I mean, Sproles is no spring chicken. So. his age for an ACL, that's not good. Right. That play is not fun. You can watch that one time. Yeah. Well, hey. I mean, one, one of those injuries is bad enough, let alone two right. on the same play. I just you feel for a guy when that happens for Why sure. Why are you laughing then? I'm laughing because I feel him. for him. He's, it wasn't me. Uh, I mean, he says I'm feeling for him, but <laughs> I'm, yeah, dang. I'm giggling. <laughs> Glad it was him, not me. <laughs> Obviously, I can't relate, but that's I mean, it's terrible. Oh, okay. Now you want to be all. Serious. You never know. You're not out of here yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. On the same update. 
two injuries on the same update. <laughs> All right, NBA training camps open yesterday. First time LeBron James addressed the Kyrie Irving trade publicly. The only thing I'm upset about is that he took a lot of DNA and the blueprints now to Boston. That's the only thing I'm upset about, really. Other than that, I mean, I wish the kid, wish the kid great health, um, and uh, the kid wanted to do what was best for his, uh, I guess, for his career. And and uh, you know, I give credit to you know our GM, you know Kobe, and our. Um, to the ownership for, for granting that for him. As for Kyrie, now with the Celtics, he said any conversations he'll have with LeBron would stay private. Baseball Aaron Judge breaking Mark McGuire's rookie home run record, numbers 49-50 and 50 in the Yankees' 11-3 win over the Royals in New York. It's been an incredible ride this, this whole year. Um, you know, I can't thank my teammates enough and this organization for you know, putting me in this position. You know, I'm, I'm blessed to be here to get a chance to play this game every day. So it's... Uh, it was an incredible feeling. The Yankees not out of it yet in the AL East. Four games behind the Red Sox, six to go. Boston lost to the Blue Jays at home, six to four. The Cubs' magic number down to one to clinch the NL Central. They routed the Cardinals in St. Louis, ten to two. In the wild card races, Rockies lost to the Marlins, five four. Colorado's lead on Milwaukee is a game and a half. The Angels lost to the White Sox, four to two. They fall five games behind the Twins for the final playoff spot in the American League. Gentlemen, thank you. Where? <laughs> Come on, Randy, speak for yourself, man. I'm a gentleman sometimes. <laughs> We're going to let Heller get out of here unscathed, so that makes both of us gentlemen, right? Exactly. Well, still two more to go. Exactly. Well, I said right guys. now. Right, right yeah. now. I, I, yeah. I understand you're going to yeah. be returning. So I can relate, though. I went to one of those basketball schools, too. Good in basketball and football. Oh, you're talking about Syracuse? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, no, y'all were good in football, weren't when you? When I was, yeah, I was there good. during the McNabb years, so that football at the time was better than basketball, uh-huh. and then things have shifted and. You know, I don't know if they can ever get back to that level. You don't look that old. Thank you. Damn, that's right. That was a while ago. What, what year was that? When was McNabb uh, there? McNabb finished in uh, 98. Yeah. yeah. You don't look that old. Way to go, man. Keep doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. Like, leaving me alone. All Bye. Right. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Brad. Appreciate that, man. So, we had the uh, the game last night. We talked a lot about what happened, what occurred on the field. But prior to the Cowboys-Arizona game last night there are a lot of deliberation between the Cowboys sincerity according to Jerry Jones and uh, head coach Jason Garrett about what they would do to show unity in light of the comments by uh, the grand birther and uh, they decided that they would kneel right before the anthem was played and then they would stand up and, and lock arms in in, in in a show of unity uh, and, and so that's exactly what they did and Jerry Jones he went on to explain after the game uh, how they came to that resolution. The entire players, the coaching staff, our organization said, well, let's first walk out there. And it was this organization's. It was our idea. And um, uh, we uh, did uh, alert the NFL what we were going to be doing. But we uh, planned and it went uh, our, uh, was executed according to plan that we would go out and kneel in prayer or kneel and basically stand for and make the statement that uh, regarding the need for unity and the need for equality. Then we immediately turned around, stood up, walked over to the sideline and that big American flag that came down that field and we stood and all stood toe out on the field and recognized and respected the American flag and the uh, national anthem. Uh, 
I don't know what to make of what I saw last night. I know everyone's trying to find the right mix of protesting the injustices that occur in our country, and they are real. And you're also trying to showcase that you love your country. And this is, yeah, in, in my estimation, I say, I've say i said it numerous times here, the greatest country on the planet. It's the only one I've ever known. Yeah, I have a home in, a, in another country, mm-hmm. and but I am so grateful for the opportunities that I have been able to take advantage of. And it wasn't handed to me. I had to earn it. That just drives me crazy when I hear those detractors of these players say, well, they're ungrateful as if something was given to them. You earned your scholarship to UCLA. I earned mine to UCLA near the University of Texas. No one handed us a damn thing. You earned those Super Bowl rings when you were out there on that field, playing through pain, playing through broken bones, playing through concussions. No one said, hey, here's a Super Bowl championship just because we like the way you look. And so trying to find that balance strike a balance while this has never been about denigrating our military or our flag. It's been to draw attention to a situation out in larger society. I I still don't don't believe that we're there. No, no, we're not. It's the, the thing is the vast majority of people out there look at the kneeling during the anthem and it just doesn't sit well. It doesn't fit their brain, if you will. Now, that's mainly because no one, at least initially, really went to the, went to the sort of trouble of explaining, here's what I want to do. Here, and, and Colin Kaepernick, probably in this whole thing, is he's, gotten, he's looked better and better as, a thing, as everything's gone along because I'll give the guy credit. He's put his money where his mouth is. He's put his time where his mouth is. He's gone out into the community. He's worked. I give him 10,000 times the credit than I'll give most of the current players and people that consider this a protest because they haven't done that. And if you want to enact change, get out and do something. You know, just it's, it's the least I can do is to kneel and bring attention to, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's just not how people see it, though. That's the problem. Right. If, if you're, if you're, complaining, but you have no solutions, you're just complaining. Yeah, And and so I I would agree with that. And for those who say it's the wrong platform, well, maybe it is. But you know what? It got us to talking about it. Well, they're going to take care of that real quick. Yeah. Because real quick, it's going to be exactly what it was like when you and I were playing. Yeah. and We were never out there. The national anthem will be the last thing that's done before the teams take the field. Exactly. And they won't have to worry about this this PR problem. I've got – you like conspiracy theory. Yes, I've got a perfect conspiracy theory in this whole deal. Um, I think Donald Trump and the, our president did his fellow billionaires a gigantic good, a gigantic here you go. Because that whole story about Aaron Hernandez and CTE came out last week. I think it was last Thursday. That was making football look bad. All last weekend mm-hmm. was going to be about CTE, the death of football. Don't let your kids play this game. Blah 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 blah. It would have been incessant. Every 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 little guy with a microphone, like Bob Costas in a bad wig, um, <laughs> would be out there talking about the game of football is dangerous. Can we really have our children? And and you know everyone said, oh well. Robert Kraft said stuff are pretty strong. Well, of course, yeah. He set him up for it. You think so? 
Okay. I, I'm just throwing that out there. I hear you. That's one of my – I looked at it at first. I went, well, I don't believe in coincidences. And especially with people that are very, very wealthy and have great PR people behind them, and they know how to move and maneuver the news. And they just maneuvered the hell out yeah. of the news away from any issue that's negative about the NFL yeah. and football. Uh, change the narrative. But even though there are those, the the detractors who will see this as being a huge negative. Now, I'm going to push back because he's yeah, but also but, saying don't watch the games. He he, he also said, you know, just turn it off. Don't, don't, go, don't, don't go, don't watch it, all yeah. that. So that's yeah. not doing those billionaire buddies of his a favor if you're telling right. the fans not to tune in. How'd that go? Oh, it's not. You're going to do Senior the total ratings? opposite. Oh, yeah. They had a little bit. Ratings were down yeah. a little bit, but... It, no, they were up. Uh, the last I saw, there was uh, a gazillion different channels. Right. So. Yeah, and uh, and the, you had great games again last night. A very compelling matchup, and and so the the games. Uh, if you have games like we we yeah. witnessed this past weekend, we're going to tune in and, yeah. and we're going to show They're up. They're confident. They they know right. about their product. They don't right. mind somebody saying that because. People aren't going to just not watch. No, we need our football. We definitely do. Alejandro uh, Villanueva, who we discussed uh, in the last segment, offensive tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers, was an Army Ranger. Yeah. Uh, he served over in, Afghanist- in, Afghanistan, in Afghanistan. And uh, we've been looking at this young man since he, his days there at West Point playing for Army. And, and he came out yesterday and gave a lengthy – press conference and just talked about the angst he felt uh, as the, his he and his teammates um, determined what it was they would do um, to show their unity and, and also show their appreciation uh, for, for our country. And he, after uh, some reflection, felt like he let his teammates down. And and then they all had agreed that they were going to stay in the locker room, just remove themselves from the whole situation. He decided to go out and stand in the tunnel, and, and just in view of of the flag, and, and 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 that's exactly what he did. And so he came back yesterday and, and felt like that was the wrong move. He he put his head coach Mike Tomlin, he put his teammates, all those guys in a bad position because he was the only one to go out and 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 stand for the the national anthem. I didn't see it that way. I I, yeah, I had I'm no with problem with uh, uh, Alejandro doing what he did, and and that was a difficult situation for him to be in. You want to be with your brothers in that locker room, but you also want to stand there and, and show your appreciation for flag for which you fought under in foreign yeah. land. So uh, I, I while I applaud what he had to say and, and how much. Uh, how much uh, he he said he felt embarrassed. Hey, when it's all said and done, going back into that locker room. And having to go nose to nose and explain to James Harrison what you were thinking, as hazardous as some people might think that is, <laughs> they don't know jack about hazardous. Right. This guy has seen first, yeah. up close and personal what hazardous really yeah, of is. Course. He's had friends die. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's unfortunate that he got put in that position. I and when I first heard that Mike Conlon was going to do that, I was, I thought that was the best thing he could have possibly done. Just take it away. Make it a mm-hmm. non-issue. They're mm-hmm. not even out there. Yeah. So we, we've got some sound from uh, Big Ben and also Alejandro Villanueva uh, as they discuss this situation. I've made uh, Coach Tomlin uh, look bad, and, and that is my fault, and that is my fault only. I've made my teammates look bad, and that is my fault, and my fault only. And I made the Steelers uh, also look bad, and that is my fault, and my fault only. So unwillingly, I have, I've made a mistake. 
That was Alejandro Villanueva talking about uh, making a mistake. I don't see it that way. Uh, he should be commended for his service. And uh, I understand the, the situation. I, I would like to think I can understand the situation he, he was in. And while, once again, you want to be there for your teammates, but it's those other teammates, too, he had prior to those stiller yeah. teammates. Uh, th- those are on his mind. We're on his mind as well. Uh, next, um, uh, Ben, Big Ben. Uh, Big Ben, I I didn't feel the same way when I heard Big Ben talk about this as I did with Alejandro Villanueva yeah. because we've seen Big Ben a number of times now reverse course and where it seems like it's yeah. all about him. and Not as I, much as Odell Beckham, but close. No, oh, God, no, don't even get me started on that diva. <laughs> oh, man. We're going to have to rip him again. I ripped him during preseason acting like a drama queen, and here we go once again. But before – I, I go what did on, Ben on, have to say? On, on that rant, let's just listen to Ben Roethlisberger. I wish that we would have been on the field. Um, that's just my personal feeling on it. I'm, I'm entitled to that opinion. That's what's great about this country and what the troops are for. Um, I, I wish we could have stood out there, but what was important was being united as well. And that's what we showed. We showed unity um, because that's what we need in this country right now. There's so much division. We need to stay together. And, um, you know, so all in all, that's what, what, what we stood for. Okay, Ben. All right. You know, he wishes he had done something differently. You are one of the leaders on that team. You're part of their leadership council. Yeah. I, I would hope you had, uh, you would have professed that uh, when you guys were deliberating what it was you were going to do, and now to come out after the fact and, and give that that full throated uh, endorsement of, of being out there on the field, it just looks a little self serving to me. Yeah, you know, I <clears throat> having gone through two strikes in '82 and '87. Um, that was all Bill Walsh asked of the team before we left on strike. Um, was he goes, I don't care what you do, but you go out as a team. You come back as a team. You know, don't be trickling back. Don't one or two. I mean, do it all together. Talk about it. Decide what you're going to do and do it. From that standpoint, and that's really where Alejandro's coming from, I believe, and listening to his comments is – Gosh, you know, I wish I would. And, and and in his heart of hearts, a guy that's got that military background, you know his intent, or at least I read into his tent as being going into the tunnel, being there, still not being out on the field, yeah. but not sort of disrespecting the process that he spent so much time defending and yeah. whatnot, and just being out in the general area. Now, as soon as it's surrounded by cameras, now, now you're trapped. You're not right. going back right. in. right. right. But, he, he mentioned that as well. I was thinking, do I go back in now? Yeah, and there's no way yeah. he could could uh, didn't turn around and, and go back hey, into the good on him. Fantastic. I understand every reason he was out there, and good on them. Good yeah. on them. They're going to beat the rest. They, they're basically beating the rest of the league to the issue. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we're we're going to discuss Mr. Odell Beckham and, and his just ludicrous excuse after excuse after excuse for what uh, amounted to imitating a dog. On a fire hydrant. Just a reminder, <laughs> professional athletes are like entertainers. They're, they're not to be emulated outside of their venue of expertise. Mm. If you can play like Odell, yeah. great. Emulate that. Yeah. Do you want to be the same kind of person? Nah, you really don't want to do that. <laughs> not right now. Maybe he'll evolve into uh, someone differently uh, down the road. Like yeah. we all, we all have to evolve. I'd like to think I've evolved a little bit. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, hit us up at eight five five two one two four CBS. That's eight five five two one two 
888-346-4227. Randy Cross joining me this morning and tomorrow morning sitting in for Gio and Jones. This is CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Please give me some 60s at night. Okay, I'll 50, give you that. 50s, 60s right. at night. All right. Get those cool evenings. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for that, but I want it warm during the day. Keep it warm. It was hot in Atlanta yesterday when I left. How hot? 90? Yeah. Yeah, I was in Florida last weekend. And it was who, 90 and something. And human? <laughs> and human. <laughs> <laughs> Very human. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, speaking of being hot, Odell Beckham, he runs everyone hot. I mean, not only does he run secondaries hot because they can't catch up to him, but his antics. I, I went off on him a couple weeks ago when he got hurt in that Cleveland preseason ball game, and he injures his ankle. He gets up collapses on the field. They get him to the sideline. He jogs to the to the locker room. Before he gets to the locker room, he collapses again and acts like he's in writhing pain. And, and like, this guy just won't stop. He's a straight-up drama queen. Then you have what you had in the game Sunday versus the Eagles. And, yes, I'm, I'm cool with the league now allowing these guys a little bit more leeway in their celebrations after a score. Uh, but – for the like, more creative among right, them. Right, yeah. Uh, Evan Ingram took it too far, grabbing his crotch, his you first think? NFL touchdown. You think? Yeah, you know Marshawn Lynch. And now you have Odell Beckham uh, doing what he did and, and changing his story. That's what really bothered me. Man, just stick to it. You know, well, Because it got better. Yeah, <laughs> it got better, right? He went from, <laughs> hey, I'm a dog. I was doing what dogs do. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was doing. And, and then I guess someone uh, suggested to him that he was maybe urinating, and he, he said he was urinating towards the president or on the president. Is that where the story is now? I mean, this guy just will not stop. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just when you think, there are guys out there across the board that will always consistently think before they whatever. You're reminded in instances like this, you know, no, that, I, that that they just they, they can't be trusted. No, not at all. Imagine though, if you're the PR guy <laughs> for the Giants, <laughs> you know, imagine if you're a front office person in that organization and you just, oh yeah, uh huh. Well, yeah, tomorrow, 8.30 is the meeting. Can you please have him come in here about 8.20? I'd love to talk to him for five minutes. Yeah. Again. Again. <laughs> now, and I'm sure you've had teammates. I know I've had some that just can't get right, can't get out of their way. Mm-hmm. And it depends. Uh, that guy's going to be around if they exhibit the type of talent that Odell Beckham has. There's, you know, you're not getting rid of him. I mean, yeah. he's going to have so many different opportunities to screw up because they affect change so much against your opponents that you just have to give in. You can talk to him as much as you want, and you're hoping at some point it resonates. But the the immense talent that they possess will force you to hang on to him until you can't. Well, I'll give you a great analogy from college football back in the day. Jim McMahon. Mm-hmm. Jim McMahon was not the ideal model citizen for the Mormon community at BYU. But they put up with him Mm -hmm. until his eligibility ran out. Then right after his eligibility ran out, they told him to run out. Go. Get away. You're not going to stay here. You're not going to finish here. 
take whatever you need and get out. And it's the same with people. Players can't complain that that's how they get treated after the fact. Right. You can't be treated as an adult. And you wonder why this whole celebration rule. And I love some of the stuff they came out with. You know, score a touchdown, you know, old lineman shooting the basket. Right. You know, the Falcons thing. Yeah. Or Tony Gonzalez used to do it and get fined for it. Yeah. All the great deals they had in the end zone, those team group celebrations, mm-hmm. those were wonderful. They were so much fun to watch. Yeah. And then you get this, and then now this puts makes all those owners, if it was a 50-50, if it was 16-16 vote, they were split down the middle, so they decided to open it up. You just took three votes over to the nene side. Yeah. Said, no, no, no. Okay. No more of that garbage. <laughs> no, you played with the great Jerry Rice and scored, I think he may have scored more touchdowns than anybody still, right? Yeah, some, day. some teams yeah, some have teams. less touchdowns than him. <laughs> exactly. Now, I don't recall his celebration or whether or not he had one. He's not like really. a Barry Sanders, just hand it to the official, yeah. that was it, or drop it. Yeah. You know? No, he just, he would take it. Do something. He'd spike it, drop it, drop it over his shoulder on the way back. That's right. I mean, yeah, that would be about it. Like Drew Pearson would do that as well. Just yeah. drop it over, over his shoulder. I got some calls on the line. The number eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. Chris in Pensacola, CBS Sports Radio. What's on your mind, baby? Hey, how you doing, guys? Uh, Great to be here. Hey, I'm just uh, I'm a little bit frustrated with the uh, demonstrations against the national anthem or during the national anthem, I should say. Um, I think um, where they got it wrong, and it started with Kaepernick, um, <clears throat> is anything that you're doing to make these demonstrations that shows a, a sign of uh, like a lack of unity or kind of represents uh, a, a short of unity in the country, i.e sitting down for the national anthem or staying in the locker room. I think that's a complete disrespect to the country. And really just, it's just an inconsistency, uh, almost like we're saying two wrongs make a right. Um, I just think it's completely inconsistent and they they need to take another stage uh, and and do something positive. What stage would it be? Uh, Something else that says, Hey, we're going to come together and do something that, um, that directly combats the, you know, the the injustices in the country and not try to do something that it represents a lack of unity yeah. by, by st- uh, sitting down for the national anthem during a game when arguably this is one of the biggest American dreams is, is playing ball, making money. And, and I come from a unique angle. I, I was a ball player, baseball, basketball, um, a little bit of football. Um, didn't make it to the pros, obviously, but I also am in the military. So, But I'm speaking from an American standpoint today. Um, not really as a, a military member, mm-hmm. more so just, hey, if you want to make a stance against something, I'm all for the you know, freedom of speech, First Amendment. But listen, do it in the right uh, aspect and have the right uh, message. Well, right? I, I mean, I, it, I, it's already been not misreceived well, by a bunch of people. Chris, thanks for the call and, and your service. And I, I think there are some, and I'm not saying you're in this number, but there are some who want – to deflect and can't get past the fact that it's done on this stage. But would we be talking about it if it was done differently? If it, differently, it, Would we be talking about it if Colin Kaepernick had not sat and then knelt on the sideline along with Eric Reed, who put out a great op-ed, if you get a chance, find that. I, think, I believe it was in the New York Times uh, yesterday. 
uh, a former teammate of uh, Colin Kaepernick's, and he was one of the first to kneel with him. We got more calls on the line and more to discuss on this subject matter. So bring it. Randy Cross sitting in for Gio and more big fun. We got to talk about some baseball, my man Aaron Judge. 50-5-0, baby. And how about them Dodgers? 100 wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All that a lot, well, lot more. we're in the playoffs, DJ. <laughs> That's right. Big Dodgers fan. We'll talk about that on Gio and Jones coming up next. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.